Happy Wednesday and welcome to another episode of Herspiration Happy Hour Season 6. Are you ladies ready for some cocktails and conversation? Yeah. yeah. Let's get the show started. Are you ready for cocktails and conversation? Are you ready for cocktails and conversation? Are you ready for cocktails and conversation? Conversation with your host, the unapologetic diva, Dr. G, the girlfriend therapist, Dr. Cortina Lewis, the Blue Phoenix Heels, Louisa Harrell, and the networking extraordinaire, Diana Richardson Philippus. Are you ready for cocktails and conversation? This. Is Herspiration Happy Hour? Happy Hour. Happy Hour. Happy Hour. Yeah. Okay. I, I caught me dancing for a minute. <laughs> you wasn't by yourself. I know. <laughs> I know, right? Oh my gosh! Happy Wednesday. This Working Woman Wednesday, Woman Crush Wednesday. Oh my gosh! This is your unapologetic diva, Doctor G. This is Doctor Lewis, aka the girlfriend therapist. She she got it right. <laughs> oh my god. Yes, yes. This is Diana Richardson Philippus, your networking extraordinaire. And this is Louisa Harrell, the Blue Phoenix Ladies. Let's get into what we're going to drink today. Let's get into it. So we have uh, a drink called Gin Fizz, F-I-Z-Z. So you need gin, lemon juice. Uh, They say sugar syrup, but it's simple syrup ice, sparkling water, and a lemon slice. So what you do is pull the gin, the lemon juice, and the simple syrup in the cocktail shaker and fill up with ice cubes. Shake well until the outside of the shaker feels cold and then strain into a tall glass filled with more ice and top with sparkling water. And then garnish with the lemon slice. But then I want to add that there are so many different flavors of sparkling water that you can kind of change it around. You could actually use lemon, sparkling water, or lime, or whatever flavor you're feeling that day. Mm. And for the mocktail, we have a mango mule. So you need uh, four to five slices of cucumber, uh, one ounce honey syrup, uh, 1.5 ounce of mango puree, one and a half ounce fresh lime juice, one and a half ounce of ginger beer and ice. So what you do with that is you muddle the cucumber, the honey syrup, and, and honey syrup in the bottom of the cocktail shaker. Add the mango puree and lime juice and shake with the ice. Strain into a copper mug and top with ginger beer and stir. Okay. You got, speaking of those, what is it, like that water? Yeah. Cortina, isn't it you that like those sparkling waters? The, all of the different oh, flavors? Yeah, I, I do too. Perrier. That's the only one I like, Perrier. Okay. I'm a buble girl. I like the buble. No, give me that. Mm-hmm. Buble. <laughs> Bubble, okay. buble. He on okay. the commercial, he said buble, okay? That's what he said. I'm just trying to be like the commercial, okay? okay. All right, well. And Perrier. So, you know, I am still on mocktail time. <laughs> still, I have, even though technically, I, it's no longer January and I did dry January. I did all 31 days of January and I am still dry. Good. I, I did Good. not want to just run and feel like, oh, you know, because it's February, let me go and hop on it. So I am still not drinking. 
still kind of enjoying yes, life. Um, I'm you. I know. Have you all ladies had a great week? Yes. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, it's, it's been it's been a very uh, it's been a very busy week and then not sleeping well, but then sleeping too well. Uh, once I do mm. fall asleep, uh, <laughs> I know that sounds kind of uh, like an oxymoron thing to say. Um, but I will say I'm very proud that I have made strides in my wedding planning. So, yes. okay, yes, awesome. so, yeah. So I'm really happy about that. But ladies, because I know this topic is going to be real sensitive in so many different ways, I want to go ahead and get speaking about. Um, and, you know, and normally we don't really talk full episodes about different things, but this one, this situation with Tyree Nichols goes far beyond just police brutality. I personally feel like it changes the shape of the security that black people are going to feel now more than ever getting pulled over. I mean, at one time we already had some apprehension when it came to being pulled over and there's a white officer. Now imagine. You know, and I don't know, maybe that's how I feel. And there's all kinds of conflicting stories that is going on about this. But what is what are your ladies take on this whole Tyree Nichols? I mean, any of you. I can you all hear me? Yes. I would say <clears throat> it's just an example of the system. Right. Because mm -hmm. when individuals who are part of whatever you want to call it, the gang of police officers, you put on the uniform. That's what you're mm -hmm. defending. So it's not black and white. It's the blue. And mm -hmm. so I think it's the system that causes the mentality to still suppress and oppress the people that it was normally made out to not protect, if that makes sense when we had slave codes and when we had these individuals that was going around making sure slaves were not getting away, that is mm -hmm. what ultimately transitioned into what we now call the police. And so if that was our mentality that we automatically see black people as criminals, you have to think about the slaves that told on other slaves. You have to think they were black. So it's not because it's the skin. It's about the mentality. So mm -hmm. if I view my own people in a way, it still has me following the same codes and conduct that my white counterparts are also doing. So I don't particularly see it as we can't now trust our own. No, it's still about the system for me because they're working under that system that dictates, okay, no, we still got a lot. Nope. If you're black, you're a criminal. Even if you're mm -hmm. black and you don't necessarily believe that, but when you put on that uniform, it's almost like we're putting on that mindset of that systemic oppression. And that's just the way I stand with it. Yeah. I think the other part about me. So then Cortina, let me ask you this really quick. Then if you feel that way, I think I looked at it another way of how swift the justice was. I mean, normally when there are white officers that have the same thing, they are on paid administrative leave. And this one was automatic. They were fired and they were arrested. Yeah. That may be what, well, of course we think is, well, of course we know why, but it also may have something to do with the governor, governor there. 
Um, but then you see how the white officer was treated too. He was quietly, uh, uh, I don't know if he was fired or put on leave or whatever, but he, it was quiet with him. But we didn't even know. It wasn't, yeah. until, know. It wasn't until afterwards. And he was still, I think he was assigned. I, I, I want to say they wanted to call for It was administrative leave at first for right. him. That's what it was. That's what it was. He didn't get mm. the school justice like the other ones did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you now, know, Cortina, it's so funny because Pam and I had this conversation prior to the show. And I like how you touched on the slave mentality, because that's exactly what I said when we were speaking. I said, you know, it goes back to the slave mentality. It, it really does. It and, and, and it's so it just befuddles me that one, our culture. How long are we going to stay here? Because to Pam's point, you know. It's we have to deal with this coming from, you know, the races of different kinds, you know, Caucasians, you know, some with Hispanics or, or sometimes even Mex. I don't want to say Mexicans, but Hispanic. I mean, um, whatever. I'm going over my words because I'm trying to say politically correct because I don't like going out too far on a ledge because that's just not who I am. But just to make it to summarize it all. We as a people always have to have the, on the lookout for that coming from other races. But when it comes from your own, okay, and then you wonder why people look at our race the way that they do. We have to deal. We have black on black crime all the time, but yet you want other races to respect us, but we don't respect our own. About black on that's a myth black on black crime because I don't think it's a myth black on black crime you see it every day I, but I think it's criminal right so you have criminals and people who do bad things in every culture so when we see True. two Mexicans kill each other we ain't saying Mexican on Mexican crime when we see two black people I mean two white people kill each other we're not saying white on white crime and I watch enough of ID channel to see that it's a lot of people killing each other so, yeah, and it's also about proximity. You have to look at mm -hmm. the environment and the area. You don't have people in Baldwin Hills, black mm -hmm. people killing each other. You have to look mm -hmm. at the environment and the area. You're mm -hmm. talking about black on black crime, which is a myth, by the way, but I'm gonna use it for the sake of this context. Mm -hmm. Where if you are impoverished communities, we're talking about survival, we're talking about gangs, that's all. Well, we're talking about gangs. We're talking about criminality. That is all criminal activity, not the environment, but the activity that happens there. And then we're talking about proximation. More likely mm -hmm. than not, you're going to kill the people that you have most contact with. So that has to do with looking at when we are putting individuals here and it, if it's a high crime area, well, crime going to happen. You're going to have robberies. You're going to have shootings. You're going to have killings. You're going to have robberies. You're going to have all of this crime related stuff because that's what's there. So, and, and, and even when it comes to look at how they did crack, right? Everybody in jail, you selling drugs. If you're selling weed, you in jail. Now weed is legal. But you still have all of these black individuals that are in jail for selling weed. Now it's legal, but they still in jail. Look at what mm -hmm. happened with the crack and the opiate epidemic. Crack was black, low income, those type of neighborhoods criminalized. They didn't get the help that they needed. They didn't get any of no. that. They did not get second chances. They did not get mm -hmm. treatment. They did not get any of those things. They got criminalized in prison. Mm 
right? Mm -hmm. You have the opiate pandemic. Well, it's affecting a different demographic. What they got? Money towards treatment. Yep. They got help. They got therapy. They got inpatient facilities. You got money thrown at it. So it's still coming from a systemic standpoint as it relates to all of these factors that impact different communities. And I'm sorry, it doesn't matter if we all say, you know what, we see it. We have to have allies on our side because I do believe if you have all white at the top, yeah, we can delineate and we can have our own. However, that's just separatism. We have to be able to have al allies who can make moves, who are movers and shakers and decision makers who absolutely understand where the miscommunication is, where the oppression is, where the uh, racism is within the system in order for us to push legislation to help change where we are. If we don't have any of that, if we're not sitting in the White Houses, if we're not sitting in the Senate, if we're not sitting in Congress, if we don't have a voice to be able to make this legislation move the way that we want it to, and we don't have the other allies that can help the vote in the Senate and the Congress help us get to where we want to go, guess what? We still going to stay stuck. Now, I agree, well, but the I only agree. thing that I, I was going to say, the only thing that I, when I say when people talk about where we sit and the opportunities that we have, there's a difference between diversifying and giving equity. We can sit at those tables, we can sit on the hill, we can do a lot of things. And you're right, without those allies, it, mean no, it means nothing because we can sit there and be silenced. Our opinions can mean nothing. Yeah. Yep. And and have no value. So we can't say that just because we are in the room that we will make a difference. We have seen that. We have we have absolutely seen that during the time with Barack Obama because of and people always say he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. Shit, he, he did could. what he could. Because That's if you right. look at a drastic difference when Trump was in office, the mm. shit that Trump was able to do. Lord speed, Obama would have been impeached oh. and out of there long. Oh, he would not have served two terms. So we He'd have be in to, jail right now. Exactly. So we have to understand that just because we are in places does not mean we have the same level of equity. This is why I always say it's so important for us to have our own. Yeah. And when mm -hmm. we had Black Wall Street, Black Wall Street was, was burned down. Why? Because it's too much power for one community. It's too much. But Pam, we also as a culture ha have to learn how to stick together. I'm still going back to the slave mentality because the slave mentality was all about separation. Every man for his own because nobody wanted to be whipped or, or killed or their families hurt and all of these different things. So that was a division. They created that division right there and it has followed us for centuries. So when are we going to stop using that excuse? I mean, it's not an excuse to me. It's real. I don't think it's an excuse because if it wasn't, then our, our culture wouldn't be what it is today. When you look at other cultures, they stick together. They build one another I'm up. You have agents that come from, I'm not saying that they don't have crimes and things like that within their own cultures. What I'm saying is that when you look at different cultures overall, they stick together. You have some Asians that come to America. They want to build a better life for themselves and their family. Guess what they do? They come over here. A couple of them come over here. They open up some stores. Then they send for the rest of them. Bring yeah, them here. How do let they them open those stores, though? 
how do they, yeah. they come and get those loans that we cannot they get? get. They do. But, and you know, I, I understand that. But the yeah. thing about it, I know that we're oppressed. I get it. But we have to fight the good fight. I think people always continue to utilize the, the oppression and we don't have for 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 to me that's an excuse i'm not saying just, that we're not i'm not say, saying that we said. don't have blocks i'm not saying we don't have blocks because we do but what i'm saying is you have to fight for it you have what to I'm fight for to it. black women we should know that yeah to get what we is, have you're saying about the slave mentality when you just sat here and and solidified exactly what I said when people are using that as an excuse, we have now got to come to the place of healing. And that's where healing starts. We cannot keep using slave mentality. Oh, well, I'm, I have the same slave mentality. I have the same slave mentality. When do we start to heal ourselves as a community? And, I, and then take I'm individual responsibility. In that way, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying that it's easy to get over. What I'm saying is that we all have opportunities, whether we choose to take these opportunities. I mean, there are people who have been homeless and in the streets in high school, and they grow up to be well-off individuals because they choose not to live that lifestyle. So all exactly. I'm saying is we have to learn how to get the help that we need and understand that, you know, it's it does take work. We cannot just yes. say that if things are going to just be handed to us. Not, if nothing's been handed to any of us on here, but we are we're doing our best to thrive. No one's saying it's easy. Nobody's saying that we don't have to face adversity, that we're not having to face sex, you know, any type of sexism or anything else. But we still we're not taking it out on anybody. We're not out here robbing and killing and all of this other stuff for whatever reason. I but I think you misunderstood where I was going with it when I said that. I wasn't using it or, or throwing that out there to justify what is going on in the community. What I'm saying is that it is just some, it's a mentality that has happened that has preceded us. And to me, looking in on the situation, being a black American and knowing my history, that's, it, 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 it can't just be one person. It, there's exceptions to every rule. All four of us are. You understand? We we are. But when you look at our culture overall, you know, we fought for, for education. You know, some people, education is, isn't even a priority in their home. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, entrepreneurship or just learning and trying to grow. People come are in different they come from different backgrounds, different upbringings and have different priorities. And what I'm saying is that the slave mentality overall still oppresses our people. And okay, yes, it's up okay. to them to get them out of it. They have to want to rise above. They have to be tired, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I think these are three different issues, though. Right? Yeah, I was going to say, it's so many different points. We can't lump everything that we're all saying into one because they're very separate issues. Mm -hmm. You have some people that mm -hmm. are that use the slave mentality as an excuse or a crutch that the man is keeping me down. That's a small population of the people, right? Oh, the man keep me down, blah, 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 whatever. Okay, that's you want to stay stuck. Then you have other people that while I'm progressing, I acknowledge the shortcomings of the system, right? Mm -hmm. I acknowledge it. I'm not using it as an excuse. Hell, I'm, I'm going to take me for an example. I identify what the hell is wrong with 
everything that we have gone through. At no point do I ever say, I can't do this. I can't use this. I'm not going to get this. But I do also understand that there are powers greater than me that has the ability to dictate some of the things I can and cannot do. So that's another issue. I'm not in the pot where I'm using it as a when I'm just staying stuck because I'm like, oh, okay, they ain't gonna let me do anything. Oh, they they don't want to stick to the have nothing. And then there's another thing when when you don't have exposure to something that's different. This is a conversation that I have with my husband all the time because he, you know, him being an immigrant, he's from Haiti, he doesn't understand. And this is a big thing with island people. I don't give you even Africans from the continent of Africa when they come over here, they mm-hmm. look down on black Americans. Now, I'm a black American, and so mm-hmm. they're like, Oh, you guys are lazy, you're this, you're that, mm-hmm. you have all this opportunity, and we come over here, and now we got all this money. Okay, great, hallelujah for you. <laughs> However, you saying that you ha- making that same statement, why are you looking down on the people that look like me? You Looking down on a black American is you wanting to assimilate closer to white culture, because if I disconnect myself from black, it's like, well, I'm not like those black people. I'm from the island. I'm from Jamaica. I'm from Haiti. I'm from this, this, whatever, whatever. And it's like I'm trying to still separate myself from this population, which goes to the point that Diana brought it up. How are we going to work together if within Mm -hmm. our own culture, it's like, okay, no, we not like, I don't know if y'all have ever experienced it. I don't know if you ever had. I I have friends from the island who say, yeah, my family, they didn't want me to marry a black American or even you can be friends with them, but not bring them home. No, because they're lazy. Well, hell, that's the same thing. The white man say we lazy. So if we getting it from both goddamn ends, now we have the immigrants or the Caribbeans and the people, the blacks who are not ADOS, um, having conversations with other people because it's like, how y'all gonna look down on us? The reason why y'all able to have what y'all have is because of slavery. But not ne- okay, but you came over here for a reason. Mm-hmm. You ain't yeah. in your country. You came over here for an opportunity and the same opportunities that were afforded to you, maybe us, we did not have it. You have some people generationally because they were not exposed to different things. They're on Section 8 and housing because they great, great, great grandma was on it. Their great, great grandma was on it. Their great, great grandmother was on it. Their great grandmother and their grandmother and their mother. I have seen it. And it's almost like mm-hmm. if I can't expand my mind and my world to see anything else, I'm probably going to be helpless and hopeless because I don't see anything else. This is all I see. All I see is this. So that's what I'm thinking. That's what the reality is. Yeah, you have those outliers who get out and see something else. But how many successful people go back to their community where they came from and give back? So if all the people who are making it escape and we have nobody coming back, all the outliers are escaping and they're not even putting in the education, the work, the finances. Look at the colleges, right? We're talking about endowments. These other yeah. universities, they get large endowments Right? Why? Because their family had mm-hmm. money. It's going down. They got this old money. Right? Yeah. If, if even if I'm an alumni, my money is not gonna stretch like the Vanderbilts or even the Trump <laughs> or anybody. My money ain't gonna stretch that long. So these large endowments, when we're talking about historically black universities, 
that don't have the funds and the finances like these predominantly white, because let's just be honest, right? You used to be able to package slaves and then they used to be able to um, insure slaves, right? And they made money mm -hmm. off insuring slaves. So your slave that guess what? You're going to get some money. You're going to get some annuities off of it, right? If I'm if my if my family is making money off of slaves, I have all this money. Not slavery stuff. All the slaves, what we got? All this, we have nothing. We have absolutely nothing. We're not making money. Now we got to become sharecroppers. We get mm -hmm. like a day or a week or something like that. All these people who benefited off of my whole lineage since we stepped foot over here, 16, 19, making all this money, they are hundreds of years ahead of us financially. And because, guess what? Now look at where we at. Uh -huh. Now we got to start uh -huh. from where the other individuals are light years ahead of us. So it's almost like we're still trying to play catch up all the time, not just financial catch up, but also equity and inclusion and diversity catch up. People yeah. us. But now yeah. all of a sudden, it's so a Diana, big thing, diversity yeah. and inclusion. Oh yeah, I don't mean nothing. Well, in company. Lisa, so don't get me started. Louisa, uh. you, were, you were saying something before. Oh, it's... <laughs> It's a whole lot that I was going to say that was already said. So I'm just in here like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but, but let's go. It's a couple of points that I want. And some of my points that I was going to make were made again. So let's go to the island and, and, the, and the, our brothers and sisters from the African continent. They're forgetting that they need to come over here. If we left to go over there, we will be flourishing as well. The difference is this is our home base. That's their home base. You cannot, they cannot thrive in their home base when the same people that came here, the colonizers, the white people that came here from uh, England to colonize the United States went over there to do the same thing. And they mm. are taking their resources and taking their land, but they don't see that because that's what happened to us. They took our resources, they took our land and used us to till and build this land. Mm -hmm. So yes, that foundation has a big part of why the indigenous peoples or black peoples of this land are at the place where we are at. But again, because LaWanda said what I was going to say, we have to be accountable for what we have. Each individual person has responsibility mm -hmm. to get better. This, mm -hmm. like uh, Cortina said, though, if you don't know and if you have not been taught and you have not been shown and you're just just uh, surviving, you're not going to do that. And again, if you put a pot on the stove and put the top on it, even it's going to boil over, it's going to burn. And this is what happens in our community. These particular communities, the ghetto that it is, mm -mm. we're pushing up against each other. Somebody need to move. Somebody need to elbow. Somebody need to get out the way. Somebody's going to get hurt. And again, it's no such thing as black and black crime. Because just as much as black people are killing each other, white people are killing each other, Asians do it, but they're quiet about it. Hispanics do it, but they're quiet about it. The only thing you hear about is the MS-13 and all gangs, but all this shit happens everywhere. And again, y'all hold on, but hold on, because the cultures, the different cultures do turn their backs on each other. If the Asian community tell their people to do something, they don't do it, they turn their backs on them. Mm -hmm. If they don't follow, what, especially in Japan, if you don't follow the way they want you to do it, they won't kill you. They do mm -hmm. these things. There are a lot of things that aren't put on display, but our culture is put on display because there is a um, a motive. There has always been a plan to keep us down. 
Because True. if we knew how powerful we are, we knew how much we did. This is why all our places, the Black Wall Street and, and, and Roswell, I'm not is it Roswell? Well, all these places right. where black people were thriving, were bombed, were killed, and made excuses to kill them. A white woman, this, this, and that. No, it's because mm -hmm. we are economically powerful in every culture. We have mm -hmm. that power. We just don't know it. We built this land. We have I'm to say we, we have to some of us do know it. And I think that the ones that do know it have a responsibility to teach it. And when I say black on black crime, and I let me just because I try you guys don't jump on me about this, oh, but I'm what sorry. I'm saying is y'all already know that first of all, black people as a whole already have a stigma mm -hmm. surrounding them, right? We all know where that comes from, right? I'm, yeah, I'm not gonna say it. We know where that comes from, right? Slavery, so when we're fighting, Pro, uh, yeah, black power, exactly. It, the list can go on and on and on and on and on. Yeah. So when we are fighting to stay alive, fighting because we got Derek Chauvin's out here, doggone choking black people to death in the street, broad daylight, while people stand around and watch. That's that's what's happening to us. We and then we don't want that, right? We we don't want that, but we can, we still kill each other. But yet we want to go riot and picket and burn down buildings because in the our police communities because oh. like it has to be a point where we have to get smarter than that. And and that's well, all I'm saying. We have to be a, we have to be smarter people. than that. We're an emotional people because we have not been taught. No, to. listen. I don't care. There no, is no way we we that teach, we should we have gone in the streets and bust out all those um company windows. I'm sorry. Angry, There's no way that do? that should happen. That's all. You're nothing. not thinking. You're angry. You're trying to display. You're angry. You're mad. You don't know what to do. This is what happens when you're not taught the way to go. We're not shown. Hey. Go and do this this certain way. Do it this certain way. We used to march. We used to do these things. And this is what happens. The difference is now, instead of just marching, people are tired of marching and being quiet and not being seen. So they're trying to destroy stuff, even though it, it seems it's our stuff. And, you know, our That's community, right, Wanda. is unfortunate. She said, why aren't we riding that? They did. Why aren't we oh, writing about, about this young man? Yes, they did. They shut they the street down. Yes, they did. They sure I didn't did. see it. I didn't they see it. They did. They oh, did. they said okay. the side street. They shut the whole in in that community. Everything was yeah, shut they down. Right. They cars okay, because I didn't see it. Okay, when the good. video when they showed no, they the video when they showed the video of what happened, mm -hmm. was, it was like crazy. I even got text messages. I even got text messages that says, you know, be careful if you're yeah. out because you know they dropped. Yeah. They released the video footage, and I yeah, myself, we saw that. And I myself have chosen not to watch the video because I just I literally I cannot I take it. Um I'm and I even it. felt I even felt worse that these were black police officers. And 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 I don't think that every you know the blues are bad because I started my federal career working in law enforcement. I worked for a federal agency, law enforcement agency. And so, and I worked at a training academy and they don't train like that. That's not mm. how they train. 
and that's not and that and they oh no they get they they get training but i also feel like this i also feel like this when it comes to training as somebody who was a federal employee before we have a responsible i i know that but what i'm just saying is that even even though where we were at we still trained you know city officials is what i'm saying you know you you get a mask when you go to federal law enforcement training center because they they cross pollinate and whatnot but my thing is even with training i even equate it to people say all the time you have to take ceus and and all of these other things to stay current how many people actually do the whole thing or do they just get through it let me just get through it that's the same thing new rules new regulations there and so i just can't in good consciousness believe that law enforcement are trained to inflict harm on people can i be the can i be the as as opposed to because there's some good officers out here that say you're right how long you think it takes to become a police officer oh it's sure not not long i think it's less 13 13 to 19 weeks and yeah up to six months you can't you can't even be a goddamn cna going to wipe somebody ass no so if you're out here and you haven't even learned how to regulate your own damn emotions but we gonna give you this badge to carry this gun and you don't Mm -hmm. even know how to regulate your own stuff that you cannot you absolutely cannot tell me that you are able to de-escalate a situation when you are supposed to be the one that's level-headed within the the situation i don't know what they do at the federal level i have absolutely no idea Mm -hmm. but i'm talking about here where you can go you know what i want to sign up put me in a police academy now i'm ready with my with my gun and my baton Mm -hmm. and my pepper spray and i'm gonna go out here and protect and serve but you you still got issues and maybe you shouldn't even be holding the gun because you trigger happy or you just have a vendetta against somebody. So I think that the training for police officers needs to be a little bit more intense. I think a lot of vetting. Oh yeah. Training oh, yeah. and training, training and vetting process for police. I have family members oh, that yeah. are police officers and damn good police officers, might I add. You know, but I will uh, agree with you, Cortina, that it's too easy for them you know police officers to just become a police officer and then they go out here in these streets and then they shoot them up bang bang and choking people out till they die but there are just people in my opinion that i believe know better i think they just don't care because it's a black life so they don't care now these black police officers I have no words for that because I don't understand it. I I believe in my heart that they do exactly what they were doing to that young man. I don't think they intended on killing him. But I do think that they meant to inflict as much harm as they could on that man for whatever reason. We don't know. I think it was an ego thing, personally. Oh, yeah. You think it was ego? Yeah. And you have this badge. You know, it's kind of like, uh, no, you're going to respect me because this is mm-hmm. where I am. And I think one of them or all of them felt tried in some way. I don't know. And guess what? He shouldn't have never been pulled over in the first place because they said it was reckless driving and they couldn't even find no lights, no camera lights or anything Nothing. to substantiate why this man was pulled over. So then he was targeted. That's why that's I think I that's what I was going to say. That's why I think it was it was intentional. You know, I'm a, can I do a little theorist, uh, a conspiracy moment? Um, yeah. Do y'all notice 
that every couple of years between January and March that we have these issues. Mm. We have someone dying, a black person being murdered, something happening to evoke the craziness in the masses. Fortunate, but around the same time, every few years, this happens. And again, he had to be targeted. All somebody needed was a motive. But this happens around this same time of year. This is the same time of year also that the government has some quote unquote shutdown issues. All it's a lot of stuff that be happening. They be making new laws, they be passing stuff that we don't know about, and we don't find out about it until months later to, to when somebody's complaining about Aretha Franklin song. I mean, it's just crazy stuff. That Aretha happens. Franklin song. Oh, y'all heard yeah. about that? Well, they oh. said that that was a hoax. Well, y'all, I must be under a rock. Y'all have to excuse me. I've been working 24-7. What happened with with, with Miss Franklin? I don't know about that. I don't know nothing about that. Oh, they said that uh, 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 like a woman, I mean, natural woman, which came out in 1968, by the Mm -hmm. way. They said the trans uh, community, the trans community said that natural woman, they have a problem with natural woman. It's offensive. I know you like you, next, you, next, because I ain't got time, see, and we're not gonna make time for that one. They're gonna leave Aretha alone. You understand? You can't mess with Aretha, but anyway, but <laughs> if this, you this can still sing the national anthem, we're gonna leave Aretha Franklin alone. <laughs> but they said <laughs> that people, people came out and was saying that, that. That, that, was a, that was a hoax, that that was not really true. Okay. I don't know. I, I think that that could have been reeled back in because they even had a lot of people in the trans community yeah, that that was fussing about that. Mm-hmm. So of course it was real DN saying that it was not true. However, yeah. it was it was placed on some typically reputable sites. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I and, was they was mad when Beyonce performed in Dubai because they yeah they were upset about that. that. Even T S Madison said. She's an ally. She's not a part of the community. She's an ally. Right. She got to get her coins. So right. if I start doing that, let's look at all these other laws that's on these books, like these uh, anti-women's rights. That's what I'm calling mm-hmm. them. But these anti-abortion laws. Should I stop performing everywhere that does not necessarily align with what I think should be right? Uh, mm-hmm. There be no performers that going to be performing nowhere. <laughs> She, she said, said I'm just some, people that some people but you are know, raggedy. But see, I, I say that, you know, just bring it back because that's what happens. And unfortunately, lives, our, our lives are lost. Our men are lost. So these, we've lost a lot of black women too. But our black men are being stolen. Their lives are being stolen from their family, from their friends. They're just being taken from here. And it's unfortunate. And like, um, I can't remember if it was Diana or Cortina said they don't feel it because it's a black life. We have been so desensitized yeah. that we can watch someone die who is mm-hmm. a part of us. It Be doesn't with. make sense. That's why if you have a black man in your family, a black son, a black cousin, a black uncle, a black uncle, uh, uh, whatever. Uncle cousin, bro. That. Love on them. And period. Yes, yes. Like, you know what? I love you, black man. I love mm-hmm. you, black boy. That is mm-hmm. so important because the world does not love them, right? Show don't, show don't. Afraid of them. That's the problem. How can we create us? We're we're all women here, but I'm talking about men and women. How can we create safe spaces and places for us? 
When mm-hmm. I go home, are you my safe space? Because when I walk out this door, we don't know what might happen. Yeah. When I go to work, mm-hmm. I don't know what microaggressions I'm about to encounter. I don't know mm-hmm. what type of oppression and racism and bigotry and discrimination I'm going to encounter. But when I come home, mm-hmm. can I feel like I can be vulnerable? Can I feel mm-hmm. like I can be safe? Can I feel like I can be honest? And we have mm-hmm. to ask ourselves, is that the place that I can create? And is it also created for me? Because we as women, we go out into some of the same stuff. Mm-hmm. So when people in our lives, how can I communicate to them? You know what? World, the world is hard. And they don't respect us the way that we deserve to be respected. But I can hold mm-hmm. space for you. I mm-hmm. see you. Mm-hmm. I see your struggle. I see your pain. I see your trials. I see your hurt. I see your despair. I see all of those things. And I want for you to know that I can be here for you if you need me. And even if mm-hmm. you can't verbalize that you need me, no, I still mm-hmm. got you. I know that's right. Well, that's, well, that's what I tell my is. husband every day. Okay? <laughs> every day. He know. Shoot. Ain't that right, boo? But that but you know that's how honestly this is how our house is supposed to be. Our house is supposed to be a place of refuge, it's supposed to be a place of peace, a place of Mm -hmm. of being fulfilled and and rebuilt and and confident. And we don't do that. When you go to that threshold, everything that happens outside that world will stay outside that world. We're not supposed Mm -hmm. to bring that in the house, even though when we vent, we also have had that place. But we do not create that space like we should because we bring the whole nonsense in our house. We but you take know the whole nonsense out of house. Yeah. So so imagine living in a space where your home is not safe. And these are the mm. people who, like Cortina talk about, don't know anything else, have not been outside of it. So they live basically feeling like they're in a war zone, that they're feeling like, you know, they're always on a defensive because at any given time there's been break-ins and robberies and you step foot out your house and, you know, and, and to be honest, that's why a lot of people join gangs for, mm-hmm. for levels of protection, protection. that, that are, are not typically given. And so they do whatever they have to do to feel a level of safety. So at what point do we say, you know, things need to change, but then how? How do you show somebody how to change when they don't know anything but? And I, I, whenever I do some speaking <coughs> engagements and I talk about, you know, it's always having that open door to learn. One of the things mm-hmm. that I let people know is that there are still to this day in 2023 now, white people who have never come in contact with a black person. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. so, and, and whether, and, you know, you think about people who are not on social media or not given social media, then they step into college and they, there's black people and they just like, oh, I don't, I've never seen this person before. They don't know how to react. And when they ask questions, you know, black people automatically get on the defensive because of their, you know, the things that they've had in their lives, as opposed to understanding where that other person is coming from, that's different from them. So we have to also, it comes to accountability, but we also don't always have to feel like we're on the defensive in in every place that we go or that somebody is going to be malicious. I'm not saying don't don't have no defenses up at all or just be out here willy nilly and free, like free la la and like nothing's going to happen to you. 
But what I am saying is that you can't always walk around thinking that somebody is going to cause you some harm. Well, that's a that's a defense mechanism because you don't feel safe. Yeah. And, well, you and, something, you know, Pam. Huh? Sorry, um, Louisa. When you said that, it made me think. I'm just going to tell a quick story about when I was in corporate America. Right? There was a a woman there. She came from um, was it Minnesota? Uh, what's one of the M's? What's the other M? Minnesota. Minneapolis. Not Michigan. Mississippi, Montana. No, I think it was Minnesota or Mississippi. No, I wasn't Mississippi, but it should have been. But she was white. She was Caucasian, and uh, she was there before me, and I was new. So I'm the type of person, you know, I'm bubbly. I, I I talk to everybody. You know, I have friends of all different races. I'm that girl. I've always grown up with friends in different races. Like, that's just me. So, of course, you know, I'm nice, you know, to her. But the other black girls at the job did not like her. I'm like, well, you know. Okay, you know, just because you don't like her doesn't mean that I'm going to treat her a certain type of way because I don't know her. Now, she hasn't done anything to me, but long story short, she had came from Minnesota, Kansas City, Missouri, Missouri. She came from Missouri and she had relocated to Atlanta. She had never been around black people before. She used to say things like, you know, well, what's BET? And they would automatically jump on the defensive as like she was trying to be discriminatory against our race. I didn't take it that way. Okay. I was like, she don't know what BET is. She don't know what BET is. Now, do do I think that they have BET in Minnesota? Yes. But, you know, maybe you didn't watch it. I don't know. It's the Black Entertainment Channel. Okay. Well, what's on there? Because all I watch is MTV. Well, you know, you try it out. So long story short, I'll catapult um, a little bit forward. I was just saying that to say that sometimes we do have those defense mechanisms up. But let me just project forward. I liked her until she called one of the black girls Aunt Jemima. Now... I said to myself, and she did it in front of our white manager. Mm. And do you want to know what was done about it? Nothing. 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 Mm. So, you know, and maybe because. Wrapped around her damn neck. What would that have to solve? All that would have been was the angry black woman. She didn't do nothing. She's just angry. She's just angry. Yeah. I mean, I was in disbelief at what I mean, she said it for like them and I was just like I just walked off because I know me and my mouth and the way my my well how I was. You know, I have grown since that time, I might add, but I just walked off like I can't, you know, because but anyway, I just wanted to tell that story. I'm hoping that she hears this and and that she knows that I'm I'm telling it. Even though I'm not saying her name. I want to go to somebody in the comment who said that she doesn't feel safe around a group of black men, young boys, men, because she was robbed. 
that's a trauma response because there was a trauma associated with that particular group. So of course, mm-hmm. until you heal that, you will never feel safe mm-hmm. in that situation. So I, I, there's a difference between I had an experience, a traumatic experience with the group versus I'm in my mind just automatically saying this black group are unsafe and I've never had a negative experience. If someone just came mm-hmm. up to me and said, I don't know, I'm just scared of black groups of black men, I'd be like, why? But that's that you image. That around white men that got Jeffrey Dahmer glasses who might be eating you. Okay, so <laughs> I'd be like, uh, uh, okay, what does that but mean? But that image however, is not put out you there better preach. Fear. But however, because there was a traumatic event associated with that particular group, until mm-hmm. that is healed and that you you can work through and process that, you will never in your life be able to feel safe around a group of young black men. Why? Because every time you're in that space, your mind is going to go to threat, 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 unsafe, unsafe, unsafe. Yeah, it's and a trigger effect. You're going to be, right, hypervigilant, right? Like, oh my God, like, I don't feel safe. Even if intentionally you're not trying to not, feel unsafe, your body is going to respond to what it remembers. And you can Mm -hmm. be in a totally different environment, surrounding, it doesn't matter. But if my mind puts me in the place of where I was violated and that threat and where I was in that fight or flight, your mind is going to go right back there. FYI, there was a study done about the safest people in the world. Black men are the safest in the world. If you have a problem, no, no, no. They did the study, especially for children. If there is a child who's lost or whatever, they tell children, white, whoever, to find a black man. They are the safest, you know. Like you said, all men have issues. All cultures have problems. We feel it stronger because we are black. So of course, I don't know about all that, but they are. There was a study shown they did this. Black men are the safest. For children or for protection, as far as that, they are the safest. And though you, like you said, that trauma response happened, I feel safe around a group of black men. I don't have no problem. I have never had an issue. Now, of course, you grow up and you have back and forth. Men do crazy shit, okay? But, and I've actually been raped. But the thing is, because I went through my process and I went through my healing, I went through therapy, I am perfectly fine. Well, you know, nobody's perfect, but I'm fine. And I feel safe around black men. I have no problem. Yeah, I feel I'll safe around black men until I'm not feeling until until I don't feel safe. But I feel that same way no matter what. That's what I'm saying. What race but that whoever man it is, is, right? I don't put. Yeah. I don't put everybody crazy. Everybody. I'm looking at everybody crazy because <laughs> I don't know what's going on. You don't know, don't especially know in today's day and time. You don't know. Up. I don't know if you gonna look. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not. I'm not, I'm not paying attention. You gotta pay attention. But yeah, I my head always I'm, on a swivel. Walk, I'm looking at I'm everybody. Walk, hey, gentlemen, how you doing? I always acknowledge and let them know one, I see you. Mm-hmm. It's for women, anybody. I see you. Hi, good evening, good afternoon, good morning. Hi, how are you? Have a great day. Da, da, da. This is how I do that because I see you. Also, dang, I lost my train of thought. I see you. 
I don't know. No, it was something else I was going to say outside of that. Okay, go ahead. But you know what? I think from another thing about me is that I know that this, I mean, I watch the news and even the most innocent situations that look innocent turn awry because somebody done lost their damn mind. I, I am of a place now that even when I walk in, no matter what, I'm looking to make sure that my safety, no matter what is going to be in part, whether it's a left bag behind, because, you know, you never know what the mm-hmm. hell's going on with people. Um, you know, I'm I am so cognizant. I'm recognizing people. Okay, this person has on an orange shirt. This person, because I I just want to take inventory that something kick off. I'm, exactly. I'm mentally can. prepared to say, okay, well, this is what I observed, and it's terrible. I mean, maybe that's a response to seeing all of this trauma and craziness that's going on on the news. But I don't know what's in the food or what's in the drinks or whatever mm-hmm. these people are out here doing. But some people ain't rap right now. Right now. I don't know if it's the recession or whatever. The food is too high, so they starving and they hangry. I don't know. But well, what I do know is on lockdown yesterday. They had a, a, a gun threat. They had the so they had Morgan to go to school on Monday. They had a big old Crazy. brawl, right? So I guess some people that was a part of it. One girl in the class overheard the boy saying he had a gun. Thank God she went to go tell. Now this on oh, Tuesday. Jesus. It was coming back to retaliate. And so uh, the whole school was on lockdown, which means you got to turn off all the lights. You can't make no noise. They had the SWAT team. They had the helicopter. They had everything on her campus yesterday. She said, Mom, I should have came to school today. I don't even know how I came. And they arrested two people at her school. I don't know what's, I, I just don't know what's going on in the minds. You saw the girl who broke the teacher leg. Oh my God, that's a whole nother topic, child. Me and my husband been talking about that. That is ridiculous. And then the parents on there talking about, well, she, you have to learn how to de-escalate. That little girl was. Let me, let me not. Let me not. Ain't no way in hell. I got. I have children. The de-escalation would have been her up in that wall. Now there is one thing about a job. But you ain't about to put your hands on me. Now you get one swing. After that, it's the fence. Because you ain't about to hurt me. I'm going to do you like that. kids don't even try you like that. You think I'm going to let you? No, ma'am, no, sir. No, brother, no dog. No. You're not about to play with me. The, the teacher was trying to get away from her. She was. I know. She, she, was, she was trying to leave. She right. She was. And, and she slammed her door thinking, in the her leg in the door and broke job. it. I wouldn't have been thinking about no job. Because who you talking yeah. to? You better get out of my face because that hand touch and part, ow, okay, Cotina, ow, part of my body. Ow, part of my body. It's just bad. That gives me grounds to beat your ass because that's what we're having. I don't play with, I do not play with that when it comes to children and adults. Now, adult, some adults push children, but that woman was not pushing that baby, that, that child to she do none of that. She'd have got her ass point blank period three times around the corner and a beat her fucking ass in front of the damn principal. And then when her mama got there, I'd have fucked her up because she would have tried to play with me. I don't play that shit. Okay? I'm sorry, y'all. Just look, whoop the that, whole that, family that, ass at this that, point. Okay. Whoop all their ass. And I'm I'd have been on the phone calling my people. Hello, we got to come to the You blame the city because we not about to play these games. And I don't even do stuff like that. But when it comes to stuff like that with children and adults, I was not raised. You don't do that. You let your parents advocate for you. But she ain't want no advocation. She wanted to act the fool. And I act the fool right along with it because I don't play them games up in my house. You think you're going to get up in my face? This is and like, I that little girl got some anger management issues. Like and I watching her, her behavior that day. Yeah. Because uh, no, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah. 
See, you know what? There's a difference. So I think people got it real messed up versus gentle and conscious parenting versus negligent parenting where you think you let your kids do whatever they want to do. No, that's negligent, right? Mm -hmm. Make sure, even if you go off of the, you know what? I want my child to have natural consequences. You still correct that in is a, a way, right? No, no, no. I'm talking about the people. Oh. They get like oh. this because it's like, well, I don't want to treat my kids the way my mom treated me. Blah 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 blah. No, you sound like my sister. Okay, you sound like, like my you sister. You can do that. You can do that, and you don't have to whoop your children. You don't have to. You don't have to. But you do have when to your kids them. start bucking you, they need their oh, ass whooped. When they start bucking you, punch them but in the see, mouth. That's different. Cut that throat. No, I'm joking. Don't hit your babies in the mouth. I'm just joking. But, <laughs> so look, we grew up getting popped in the mouth. Say something slick if you want to. So okay. My to mom say, didn't play with us. So and and I don't believe you play with kids either, right? So the way that I raise Morgan is very differently than the way that I'm raising my bonus children. It's twofold. One, I'm not their biological mother, right? And so I'm also allowing them to be a little Mm -hmm. bit more expressive, right? So, okay, let's use our words. Let's talk about it. But at the same time, you ain't gonna Um. be Donkey Kong and jumping (laughs) on sofas and Acting, acting crazy. No, 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 no. Because we still have to have home training because at the end of the day, these are going to be children that's going to grow up to be unregulated adults. Come on, somebody. That's not okay. And I don't, these kids we got going on here, and that includes Morgan, not Morgan per se, but all these generation. I'm all scared. them teenagers. I'm scared. All them 20-year-olds. Let me tell you something. Well, wait a minute. I got a quick question. It's going to take two seconds. And y'all, I don't think my sister watching, so I'm going to keep it short. Don't nobody say nothing, okay? I just have oh, a I'm asking for a friend. I'm asking for a friend. If you have a six-year-old child, right, that doesn't, that when you take something from them, they go into a full rage. Okay, kicking, screaming, slamming. Now, I get that they're six. Okay, six is still a baby, but I'm talking about full fledged, almost like fighting you. You tell them to go to their room, they don't listen, or they you put them in the room, they come back out and they scream in your face and kick shit. Now, now, you know, I have to take my glasses off, I can't even see it's blurry, but I got like now. My sister calls me during these episodes and I'm like, if I come there, I'm not coming to talk to my niece. Like I'm I'm coming, I'm coming, she keep coming in the door, laying hands because it's so disrespectful. She, She doesn't like, she does give her little spankings, but she's just, what do y'all think? I don't know. know. Let me, let me, let me speak for that. Hold on. Start it's a little yeah it's it's a little bit different now these kids Start now a little bit different because i got all mm-hmm. types of ranges this year ain't no birthdays came yet this year i don't have a 20 21 year old a 16 year old a 14 year old a 10 year old and an eight year old okay that's the range i'm dealing with him okay my mm-hmm. oldest i didn't have no problems with of course the first always act like they got some sense i don't know why but that second <laughs> one in there that second one there she be trying me okay it's the 15 year old but she 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 tries it and then looks at me because she know I'm coming. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she gonna get herself together. That 13 year old, she be trying it too, but she she pulled back. But that ten, that nine and a seven year old that's in there in that room right now. I don't know where they came from. But you know what? 
they tried what you was talking about, uh, 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 Diana. They tried it, okay. And I'm more, I'm more of the doing different things different because I'm older. I'm more patient. I have more of an understanding. I know what I did wrong with my older ones, so I want to correct that with them. But they're gonna try you because you ain't about, you ain't sitting there putting a paw to the face. Okay, so what so, do you do? So I mean, but I what do, do you do? Because I, I, I don't do think is, that that's right from a six-year-old. No, it's, it's not right. And what she's gonna have to do, like Cortina said, it's kind of too late, but it's never too late to change it and correct. She got to correct herself. I think she needs to go therapy. I think she needs she to, does need to go to therapy. therapist to figure out because why she's so have so much anger. Yeah, but you know, it's the It's the y'all look the electronics. That light, everything they see, all that information, it does. Yeah, she do be on her iPad all the time. My children take breaks, and if you oh, yeah, think you're about to have a whole temper tantrum, first of all, get your ass up, okay? Oh. I'm. I, I talk to my kids. I talk to my children. It takes a lot for me to get to that point where I'm like, come here. So, <laughs> if I got to get up after we don't sit here and have a conversation, because my children are very intelligent, I speak to my children. Ethan, come here. You need to express to me what's going on with you. If you cannot explain to me what the problem is, then we're going to take a break and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about it again. But if we have to come back and talk about it and you express me what your problem is and then you continue to act as if you don't have any sense, then we, you and I are going to have a problem because one, you're going to hit that corner, you're going to hit that wall, or I'm going to throw you in the wall. Understand? You better sit oh. See, and that's never, what I want my sister. To, I want her to, to communicate herself like that to my baby. Because I don't have to do that. I don't have to ever. I, I haven't had to spank my children in a long time. Because one, when you start working on yourself and learn how to stay firm with the children, they're going to try us, one, because mm -hmm. we're the moms, we're gentle, we're soft, we're caring. And they don't try their fathers like that. I guarantee you, if she's around her dad, she probably wouldn't act like that. Sometimes but, she does, though, and she does it to my mother, too. Like, she hit my mom. Oh, no, and it, took, you don't touch it took Masebo, I mean, it took my husband to keep me from going over there because Tell I'm like... your husband to take you over there, you grab her by the ankle, and you pull them pants down, and you whip her butt, then you flip her back up and say, listen, you don't talk to mommy like that, you don't talk to grandma like that, because auntie coming back. And if auntie got to come back, I'm going to do it again. And if auntie got to come back and do it again, we're going to have a problem. Some children, she needs to take the electronics from her, though. It's something she doesn't do it to me, though. She's never of course, done. You know, you're not gonna play with her, but she needs yeah. to take. I, I'm sorry, I, it's my she needs to take the electronics and give her a break. When I take the electronics from my children and make them color, make them read, we draw, we play, we talk, it brings back the childlike behaviors in them. The electronic is like manipulating their minds and it makes them grow up faster. Tell her to remove the electronics and give her children stuff. She needs to draw. She needs to dance. Put some music on. Tell her to take that time and play with her. Again, too, with therapy. Because that is important. Because why is she so angry? But it has a lot to do She's with why and angry. angry. I don't know, but six years old and that angry is a lot. No, but my children, my youngest students, I don't know what's going on with them. But I know what, what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. Well, I got I'm a not girl old. and she changed <laughs> clothes. At school, oh, I'm sorry, I was responding to um, at she had how Masibo handling uh, this weekend's yeah, loss. Wait a minute, she changed Y'all heard me, changing what changing clothes at school. I'm putting my glasses on so I can articulate. Change my clothes at school. 
she went to school with a jean skirt. Her mama dressed her, you know, we in different households. And it was our day to pick her up, right? In the jean skirt, I guess, and, and leggings, right? Girl went to school, took off her leggings. All right. This wasn't the first time she did it, but her mama told her dad, all right? So what was this? Yeah, Monday, she went to school. She came downstairs. Morgan said, girl, go change. She's like, well, my dad said I can wear this. And her dad said, no, Jasmine, you need some, some sleeves, right? right? So the shirt she took off, she went and changed. How about she done snuck the shirt in the book bag and came home in the... Look, I'm, I'm telling you. I didn't do that till I was 12. I, I, told, I never I, did that. I told D. I, and, and she be doing some other stuff, but I'd be the saving grace, right? Because I'm like, nah, right? You're going to get the truth out of her if you talk to her. You, mm -hmm. you can't go in like, because then you put fear in them. When they feel fear, they feel like they got to hide something. I said, no. And lie. Let me go talk to yep. her. That's her other problem. So she kept saying, no, daddy. No, I didn't. So I went to bed and I said, Are you? I said, it's supposed to be this color. I put it up on, on Google. I said, but it's this color. I said, was you trying to give him some or with the mouthwash? So I could tell she added water to the mouthwash. She said she didn't do it. She said, I promise I didn't do it. I don't know how it got that way. So <laughs> then, all right, let me pull up the color it's supposed to be. This says berry. Very berry or very berry or whatever. I said, you see what color purple is supposed to be? I said, it's supposed to be fuchsia. This looks lavender. So some kind of way. I don't know. Did you do it by accident? And then she she admitted to it. I said, yeah. I said, all right. She admitted to it. And then he, I said, don't don't go in there. No. She got to know that she can. Baby mm -hmm. That's so she can trust you. Said, we got to talk about it because there's a reason behind why she's doing what she is doing. And so I, you know, I, I got split mind, right? I believe old school, but I also believe that we have to integrate and figure out the reason why, because we can be, we can do it. Only thing that's going to teach them is how to hide it better, how to and they get better, used to the whooping. how to lie better. Morgan, she told me she was oh, like- so I shouldn't jack her up. I shouldn't go over there and jack her up. Cause no, that's what I want to do. You need to do that with that one. You so need to do that. Cause her mama ain't doing it right. So. You jacking her up is going to do nothing when she stays in the environment where she gets to get away with all of this. So mm. she's going to, she going to, she, I don't, I'm not even going to say she respects you. She fears you. There's a mm. difference. Between but I've never spanked her before. Well, she, there's, if her mom says, I'm going to call your auntie. Yeah, she's true, true, true. Well, she doesn't give a damn. I threatened her. I told her I was coming over there to get the bike that I gave her for Christmas and give her a spanking. And she, I didn't end up going because I, I was sick. And then they called me like, I thought she was coming over. Uh -uh. I said, well, you wanted me to come over? You was going to get a spanking. And she was like, well. That's empty threats then. Because if you tell her you're going True. to do something and you don't follow through with it, why the hell I'm going to think that you actually going to come right, take my bicycle right. and you not told me you're going to come beat me up, you're going to spank me, you're going to take my bicycle, you're going to do all this stuff. And you ain't never did it yet. So okay. You know what you can do? Go pick her um, up and have an auntie niece day. And just talk to her. So why you That's, get mad? I've done that before with her. And I've talked to her often. You know, I've had like special one-on-one -on -one and I tell her like, I don't understand what is going on with you. Is there something wrong? You can talk to auntie about it. Don't. You know, because I don't know. I think that she's just extremely spoiled and she has no respect for her mother. She might that be. could be it too. 
And then that's going to create an entitled entitled individual and an adult who's not going to appreciate anything. She's not going to want to work for anything. Everything, everything is going to be handed And she's going to be over there trying to whoop her mama ass. And I don't told my sister, like, uh, y'all getting ready to be over there knuckling yes, up. And, and, and just ta- tap me in. Call me, tap me in, because we're going to be on that ass. I'm telling you right now. We're going to have to fuck her up. That's why I said, that's why I said it's got to start with mommy. It got to mm-hmm. start with the parents. Because once you start working on yourself, then you will change because you see the errors in your way. And let me put this out there. I'm I'm not violent toward my children. I'm not violent toward any children. But sometimes. <laughs> but no, but, but for real, but with my kids, but with my children, you know, um, I talk more with them than I, you know, I now I have I do grab the ear. I will grab the ear because you can't hear me. Come here, let me open your ear. But it takes a lot for me to get there. I do more talking to my children, which is why they do come to me and they will talk to me. And just like mm-hmm. um Cortina said, yeah, you get quiet and let them talk, you're going to learn everything. Mm-hmm. And that's how that's how I leave that door open because I'd rather them talk to me and us figure it out than, like you said, just to be whooping, 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 whooping. You get used to the whoopings. You, like you said, you begin to fear or you don't trust or you don't care. And they take that out there in the world. Um, no, I want I'm raising my children to be functioning adults. I'm teaching them emotional mm-hmm. stability. I'm teaching them how to deal with their emotions. Mm-hmm. And my son is going at 10 years old, right? And you know, at this age, boys start going through that puberty thing. Mm-hmm. And he's having himself, baby. Lord, that boy. Lord, I love my baby. He's mm-hmm. such a sweetheart, but I don't know where this boy came from lately. But I know what it is. So I've been talking to him more. He's been getting in trouble in school. And it's not that he's fighting. It's not that he's doing things. He's sitting in class making noises. Mm-hmm. I'm getting well, a phone call. Boy, hey, y'all, 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 mm-hmm. you know, we just got to talk to your children, y'all. Talk to your children. Yeah, I know. Ladies, we have, look, this, this conversation was so bomb that we went over the time. Okay. <laughs> oh, my Lord. I know, I know. So, Diana, where can everybody find you at? You can find me on Instagram at Diana Richardson Philippus, which will funnel you through to my other Instagram accounts for Bronze Glow Beauty and Empowered Women Empower. All right. What about okay. you, Louisa? <laughs> what um, about you, Louisa? You, oh, <laughs> you can find me at uh, the Blue Phoenix Hills everywhere. And quick nugget. And we never did answer the question about what we can do. What we can do is drop seeds, just plant seeds. You walk Amen. past a young man or a young woman. Hey, sweetheart, or young man, or sweetie, or whatever. My my thing is sweetie and baby. Hey, baby, how you doing? Da, da, da. I just want to let you know that you're smart. I just want to let you know that you look handsome and you're pretty. If we just start dropping nuggets in these children and adults, you is smart, like, you is kind, yeah, and you, you is, is intelligent. If we start doing that, that will help change. It's the butterfly effect. One little mm-hmm. drop, mm-hmm. and it's going to spread. That's what we can do. All right. Dr. Lewis, where can yes. everybody find you at? I am, uh, you can find me at the girl, uh, the girlfriend therapist on all social media platforms. You can also find me at sex, S-E-X-D, unveiled and at the new art center. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. And you can find me at I am Dr. P. Gurley on all social media platforms and BG. BB Kids Red Carpet, as well as Brown Girl Brown Boy series as well. You can follow her inspiration on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you would like to be on the show, 
you can just follow us right here and just log in right there, herspirationhh.as.me. And the form is self-explanatory. Ladies, this has been such a great conversation. Um, it's some very deep talks too. And I appreciate yeah. it because woo, I, I learned a lot today, which is always Me a great too. thing for this platform. So uh, nothing yeah. else. We will see you next Wednesday, right back here at 7 p.m. Cheers. Cheers. This is Herspiration Happy Hour.